in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light about the dark, can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million other writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Uh yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. Why are you looking at me like I'm all crazy like that, Lisa Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? 2016. Mm-hmm. You see, on this show, we, dis- we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes, you can cuss on my show. Oh, yes, I'm in the right place. <laughs> so y'all hear her voice over there, Lisa Lisa Colt Jam. What's up, girl? Hey. Congratulations to the, all the Olympians out there yeah. putting it down, putting in work. Mm, getting it in. <sighs> Doing their ones and twos. Although I'm a little sad because Serena and them didn't do so hot this time. Yeah. But win them all. Uh, shout out to Michael Phelps. Uh, yes. I need somebody to go up to him. <laughs> when he's uh, about to undress <laughs> and look for a zipper on the back of his neck, unzip it. Because that okay. motherfucker, he yeah, a dolphin. Alien. He a dolphin. Okay, yes. He is a dolphin. Yes. And y'all been letting dolphins <laughs> for the last three Olympics. Too, the little bitch. I say, he, you know what? Uh-huh. Go, please, somebody. Okay, it, who's in the Olympics right now? The next time he goes by, look for the zipper on the back of his neck, <laughs> unzip it, release the dolphin. <laughs> he is not human. Congratulations, Your Michael next Phelps. Screenplay. Your yeah. next screenplay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what's her name? Simone? Files. Oof. Yes. Both the Simones. The swimming the Simone, and, and the gymnastics. Uh, oh, my right? God. They're doing right. so well. So well. Yeah, tonight, uh, by the time they air this, it'll be over. But tonight's uh, Usain Bolt, you know, the yes. men's running and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, track and field is my favorite. Swimming and track and field is always my Me favorite. So. Me too. And we'll I see. like the gymnastics. We'll gymnastics. see. We shall see. We shall see. <clears throat> so <laughs> y'all know how we do it on the rent room. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. Mm-hmm. So today, we got my girl on here, writer. Uh, the creator of what are you the creator? What do you, what are you creator? Founder, the creator CEO. of Scripted. You guys should check it out if you don't know what the hell it is. You know, Scripted.com. You sleeping on it if you don't know. Sleeping. So, that <laughs> <laughs> bitch is sleep. Wake up, bitch. Wake, Wake up. up. Stay woke. <laughs> yeah, stay woke. Stay woke. Exactly. That should be. That's our new slogan. That's our new tagline on Scripted. You sleep and stay woke. Stay woke. That's hilarious. I love that. My girl, Denise Hewitt. You know what? I can. I was trying to think this morning. How in the hell? We, I don't remember how we met. Do you remember? I do. What happened? And I had a. I ran into the person last night. What happened? Terry Lopez. Was it Terry? Yeah. I didn't know Terry connected. Yeah. Right? Well, I ran to her last night and I was like, oh my goodness, guess what I'm doing tomorrow? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Terry Lopez from the diversity of uh, mm-hmm. the, the Writers Guild. That's my girl. That's my sister right there. Um, so, what's up? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. This is the best. Well, Didn't you see what <laughs> I'm excited about it because what you're doing is something that. Uh, there's other things that are going on, but I, what I like about it, because I think when I read on your bio, it's kind of like scripted, you know, it's kind of like, what, the Google yep. of scripts. Yeah. And I love that because it immediately let me know. Because, you know, we're always telling people, Google shit, bitch, Google bitch, <laughs> Google, Google bitch. bitch. <laughs> and it's like, 
do the same thing for your scripts, yeah. yep. you know, because now yep. the access to really great talent is opening up. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for you to come on here and tell us about Scripted. Because yeah. writers, take notes. Take notes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. Okay. Sort of like mm-hmm. how we got to what is the genesis of Scripted. Mm-hmm. But I used to produce. And so I was, um, you know, in TV. I'm trying to get her back to producing. She's not much used to producing. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I'm producing Scripted. It's essentially, I tell people, like, it's the same, same thing. Same shit, isn't it? Different line same items shit. in the budget. Yes. Same thing. I'm just producing yes. engineers now okay. instead of celebrities, okay. you know? Yes. Um, um, but but I was producing and I was producing TV and then uh, you know TV moves at, at more of a glacial pace and so I was like you know what let me try digital and I was told that digital was the wild wild west there were no rules in digital and then I started working in digital and I was like so I'm hitting the same rules all mm-hmm. the same rules and I was like okay so then the issues I'm having aren't symptoms of a medium or symptoms of a corporation right. they're systemic problems mm-hmm. and for me as a producer the reason I think most of us get into this business in the first place is that we want to create impact through story mm-hmm. and that was always my lens as a producer was that I wanted to create produce stories that would affect you know I, at the beginning young women right, right. Um, and as time went on it was like the stories that I'm drawn to the stuff that I'm really uh, obsessed with I'm A not finding but B, you know, when we've created a system that's been around for 100 years that had an emphasis on elitism and right. privilege, what happens is actually that See, is that you... Alone, like <laughs> <laughs> what happens is that you miss out on wonderful stories. Right. Uh, because what makes story interesting is different points of view and different perspectives to enrich all of our worlds, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, it was like, if we, we have this huge platform, this amazing platform to create real impact, and if we don't equalize this space, then we don't create... The, the amount of change that I want to create, right? right? Sure. And so the only way we can really do that is if we lower the barrier to entry and we create an access point globally. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the beautiful thing about technology is. And I had a whole education <laughs> when it came to building out a tech website. Okay. But that was a thing that was like this thing where I was like, I grew up partly with the internet. Like I understand technology. Mm-hmm. I understand how much like information is at my fingertips. She's like, I got a Facebook page. I know how to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I uh, watch YouTube videos and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Google all the information I want to know. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, that was a thing where it was like, if we can create this access point and this opportunity and not also create a space where reading screenplays becomes native to all of us, Mm -hmm. then not only do we usher in a whole new age of storytellers, but then we really have the ability to show up for the content that we want. Um, And so flash forward, I, you know, hit a, hit a kind of a wall in my, in my job. And I was sitting on this idea for a while and I was like, okay, now's the time. So I took the leap of faith, uh, found a tech partner. We built it out and we've been up a little over a year now. And Mm -hmm. it's been really sort of an amazing process because you have your instincts and you have your ideas. um, Mm -hmm. And I don't control any of the narratives that come off the platform, right? right? Mm -hmm. You upload what you want, I create opportunity, and every single time, what's been really awesome for me is that, you know, like, for example, a white male could potentially win. It's an inclusive platform. (laughs) Everyone is welcome. We care about everyone. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about the landscape of Hollywood, that would tell us that, oh, a white dude will consistently win these opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? And that is not the case. Mm -hmm. That hasn't been the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consistently, the things that have been greenlit off the site have been by women. And that, to me, has been incredibly awesome, awesome, right? Because that tells me then, okay, my instincts are correct, that there's another way to amplify what's happening and create more opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be the system that we see. It doesn't have to be the results that we see. So that's badass. That makes me excited um, and hopeful for the future. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. that's the the genesis. Sorry, were you about to say something? No, I want to make sure people understand when they spell it out for them, Mm -hmm. script it, because I don't want them to be typing it up and get it wrong. They're going to add an E in there. Yeah. (laughs) I want to make sure. We're tech savvy. We're like a tech savvy company. So we are scriptd.com. 
So S-C-R-I-P-T-D.com. Um, think of it as your Google for scripts. You can search by genre tag keyword, upload anything that you want. It's kind of like IMDb for screenwriters mm-hmm. so that you, you might, if you're repped, you're sending a sample around. If you're unrepped, you know, put the library, see the breadth of who you are as a writer. Um, and then the public can read screenplays for the first time ever. Writers have the ability to monetize that work. Um, and the goal is let's show up for the stuff that we want. And let's get passionate about story. And see, people don't understand how, how important that is because access to scripts, like, mm-hmm. mind you, let's talk about like maybe 15 years ago in the mm-hmm. old days, mm-hmm. like either you had to have a friend, like mm-hmm. I did, who worked mm-hmm. in the industry who would be like, girl, meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got some scripts. Okay, and they give you a hard okay, copy. Okay, and give you a hard copy. Uh-huh. Or you'd have to go to like Samuel French mm-hmm. and hope they had the script. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you lived in like Podunk, Kentucky somewhere, yep. sure. no offense to if there's really is a Podunk, Kentucky, <laughs> how you doing? But like anywhere in the world, like to get access, one, even if you could order a script, just the postage and trying to find it and the mm-hmm. money and just just being able to read and see. And when you mm-hmm. talked about having access, sometimes that's all somebody needs just to see that thing sure. to well, be able exactly to do it. exactly it. And I think that what I realized too was that I don't come from an entertainment family. So for me to move into entertainment, like I started my career in fashion, then moved into hospitality and then was like, I was producing events in nightlife and then I was like, oh, I want to produce on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. But to create that connect, I had mm-hmm. to figure that out. Meanwhile, had I come from an entertainment family, I probably would have known I was a producer because I was producing <laughs> backyard productions yeah. growing up, okay. like backyard musicals. Yeah. So I was like, how amazing that you knew. You knew at 15, but it took you about like yeah. eight years to really yeah. figure it out. Like you, you figure out like those skills that you already have, those skill mm-hmm. sets, but because you didn't you know, understand what that was right. in context of something else, you already had what you had going on. It's like, oh, that's what I do. I right. think I got it. And I think most screenwriters don't even realize they're screenwriters because what I ask is I always ask them, like, how did you decide to do this? Mm-hmm. And across the board, the answer is I had a teacher who told me mm-hmm. I had, I was in college and I took a screenwriting class. Mm-hmm. And it it's rare. It's like probably like one or two screenwriters I've ever spoken to have said, you know, I was obsessed with movies growing up. Mm-hmm. I heard Quentin Tarantino speak in an interview or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. I decided to be a screenwriter. Sure. But it's like not something we think of as an option right. because it's not presented as an option. Right. And I think that's the thing for me that I, I want people to be like, you should think about this when you think about the landscape of career. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't just think, oh, this is – but if you don't know about it, then how do you know you want to be it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Wow. No, that's, that's, that's interesting. I was just thinking about how, 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 the, how I knew I say, that how I was you know? a writer. And it's very – Similar, and I started like like Lisa. Lisa used to do her little spoken word poetry. That's how she got her last name. That's how she got her last name, Bolacaja. Because it mean what? It, what it mean? Jump up and fight. Jump up and fight. So you know she's out there giving you, and the stars and the moons be like motherfuckers be like, right, right. You know she was giving you bars, right? I love that. And I started off doing it too, but I would just write. I never actually performed it, mm-hmm. but I would write them in this very cool style, and they always had a full on story. And I'm, I'm at the meantime, I was an actor. And over time, I ended up writing this one script, and it went to the finals of Sundance in my first draft. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. I thought I was an actor all mm-hmm. these years. And something hit me I, one day, and I was like, oh, every time I write, I know we relate to this all the time. Every time I write, I feel like I'm sitting in the trailer 
sitting there talking with Blair Underwood on a TV show that I was working on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm walking to the set with a PA as I'm going to go do my scene yeah. every time I write. And I'm like, wow, if I can do this every day, I never have to do that again. Yep. That's how I knew. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? But it was a lot of experience that led Correct. you to that, mm-hmm. right? Correct. That's always mm-hmm. what it is. And I think that the, because entertainment is this very like exclusive space, right. mm-hmm. the problem is is then you know it's not something that we even think about. And I think right. that's the point is that when I had thought about career or things that I wanted to do, I just sort of followed my passion points. Right. But if I had had a little bit more direction in that, I probably, you know, obviously I landed okay. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things that I think I would have had liked earlier in my career someone been like, you're, this is what you do really, really well. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead I sort of had to like go through the motions to land there. Yeah, same mm-hmm. with, it's the same with me. I mean, even though I was writing my little different stroke scripts back when I was a kid. I didn't right? know. See? I didn't know. But it's like, you know, because it was like episodes that I thought I wanted to see, mm-hmm. but that reflected back when I had my friend who worked over, we won't say the studio, but, mm-hmm. okay, it was TriStar. <laughs> over on the Sony lot. Like, I don't think and I was coming, no You know what, it ain't there no more, so you know what, I'm gonna tell it all. Like, yeah, literally, it was like the early 90s and I would come up to come visit. She lived right off of Venice Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So literally, I would walk from her apartment to go have lunch with her on the studio lot mm-hmm. and just hang out. Like, I'd be at the beach all day. Had no idea that writing scripts and entertainment I, just, I was a real big cinephile big film fan mm-hmm. all that stuff too but it wasn't like oh this is something I want to do for a living because you know movies were so magical and so you know it's like that kind of thing but it wasn't until she started working there and I'm walking in here and I'm like you know all those trips to Universal Studios <laughs> and I'm and the all thing, those and scripts the, you read yeah, and this is the thing and that's when I realized I know a good script can I read it because the scripts that she was giving me mm-hmm. Where like a lot of them were really like my best friend's wedding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Toby? Does it Toby McGuire? Mm-hmm. Um, Toby McGuire. No, Cider no. House Rules. Ground House Rules. Yeah. Ground, Cider House Rules. Cider House Rules. That's it. Yeah. That, during that time, she was mm-hmm. giving me all these scripts, and she gave me Jumanji, uh-huh. and I read that script and said, mm-hmm. "This is not going to. This movie's going to flop." <laughs> I read the best man's. I read the, that was the, a petrifying best movie. Friend. But look, I was a best. My best friend. I said, whoever this gonna be, whoever get this gonna be a sex movie. Toby McGuire. I said, whoever plays the football, they gonna win an Oscar. Like mm-hmm. I was predicting the stuff before I even knew <laughs> what that mm-hmm. type of thing was. Where you know, to know what a script reader was, somebody who was who can read it and say, hey, this is a script y'all need to look at. Mm-hmm. Like it was just something I innately knew because I would just tell her she'd bring the script. I'd be mm-hmm. like, well, you know, this script. Nope, this script. Nope. <laughs> I remember there's a couple other ones. I won't say the name of the movies because the people the film. Got made, and I might want to work with these people okay. one day. But it was like literally, I could read it and be like, "There's something not right about this. Like, there's just something missing. Right. I don't think it's gonna hit." And then to see those movies come out and what I predicted to come true, mm-hmm. but had my friend had said, "You know, you should probably come in here and start working here," and she would say that. But in my mind, it was like, "Oh no, it's magical. Yeah. You've got to be, you know." But mm-hmm. had I known that now or had access to scripts sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, mind you, these are hard copies. Had mm-hmm. I been able to go online back yeah. in those days and to see it, I think it, the process would have sped up, and I would sure. have been like, Holy shit. "I always say it's like the best, the best way to learn how to write is to read a bunch yes. of things." Yes. But also, what's really cool about our site, and I think for me, this is really important for any writer, is like you have the opportunity to get into the head of a development executive, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're reading hundreds of screenplays every day, you're, you're you have a different perception, right? Yes. So as a writer, to be like, "Okay, well, I just read." 
30 workplace comedies and they're all good. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you realize, okay, being good necessarily isn't good it's enough. Not good. And so that's. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> that being good is not necessarily Thank good you. enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing too, which you realize there's so many talented people. So how do you give yourself the edge? And the more that you read screenplays and you see what stands out and what is stellar, mm-hmm. the more that you're like, oh, I can set myself up for success because mm-hmm. I understand how the person on the other end is receiving. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think right. that's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. because I think as a writer, you're like, this is my baby, it's my masterpiece. Right. But you don't know that in the landscape that maybe what you've written actually mirrors a lot of things. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's the point is that right. we want to give you the edge or the opportunity to have the edge to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And the more you read scripts, the better you get. Cause then you start to get into the idea of like when you're reading and you realize, Ooh, what is the script not working? I'm not liking the script. You start to realize why you don't like mm-hmm. it. And then you start to internalize that. Like, well, that's, I'm not going to do that shit with mm-hmm. my shit. Cause I'm going to write my stuff a lot mm-hmm. better than that. So you've got, and the problem I see a lot of times is people are not reading scripts. No, they may read maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Or I say they would also read, really like perfect scripts. Yes. I would say they're reading things that are like produced Oscar winners right. that have been noted, that right. have been, you know, and I think the beauty of our site is that you have all these unproduced to produce content, but it's like, you can look at it from, uh, you know, inception. Mm-hmm. And then you can also see how it changes over time because right. we allow you to switch out drafts. We allow you oh, to, nice. you know, we have stuff that started out on the site and now is produced. Mm-hmm. And that's really the goal is to like actually see that process because the, the Oscar winning movie script is perfect. It's been noted. It's it's done. Yeah. And then seeing things in progress is a it's little bit more actually not not the script. Not the script. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Somebody else goes back in and fixes it right. to match exactly what was on the screen. Right. But if but we're holding ourselves that to that standard, right. then it's like that's also also unattainable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like we're all building and working and changing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to replicate the done script, then mm-hmm. it's also like you know definitely work your best to try and achieve perfection sure. but like that's also not the point the mm-hmm. point is to write something that's really authentic and great and then you go through a development process and mm-hmm. then you go through a production process and then you have you know the completed piece right, mm-hmm. right. well uh, go ahead that's gonna say it. so let's walk it through you mentioned it yeah. before so let's just say i'm listening to this podcast right now i'm hearing you saying all these lovely words i go online mm-hmm. i'm going to your webpage mm-hmm. what do i do i just upload the script my pants. What am I doing? You Talk create an account. Okay. So you log in. You create an account, and then from there you'll get. You know, you can put in a bio and a photo. We always encourage you to have as lengthy of a bio as possible, just because when you have industry people looking, it's great to know sort of your background. And sure. we get requests all the time, like mm-hmm. things like I had a request last week that there's a show in development and they're looking for writers with military experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So see, we, say that. Oh, look, <laughs> look, look. Mm-hmm. Listen to what she is saying, people. There mm-hmm. are people coming onto the site. Who are already putting shows together? Yeah. Who are coming to this site to look for potential writers to write who have a certain background, mm-hmm. you know, that they're looking for, and you might match this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you guys they need are to build their writers' room. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool too, right? Is that we can we have this amazing space where you're building a writers' room. The show's done. It's like find the people that inform the different parts of the story, and now there's a database. Sure. Of hundreds of people, thousands mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is awesome because you can find the people that inform it to the highest degree. Right, right. Um, so that was an example where like bios help, works have helped. So we can search by keyword and say, okay, military, army, blah, blah, blah. I love find that. the people that have written things that are similar, find the people that have experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so, you know, create the lengthy bio if you can. Then you upload as many works as you want. I always suggest more than one just because I think oh it's good. Oh my God. Definitely. You, look. People, <laughs> don't please don't come through here and only have one or two scripts. Please make sure you've got several scripts ready to go because yes. you never know. Even if you you upload a couple of scripts, 
they might want to see something else of your work and you got to have it. So mm-hmm. be be ready. You know? Yeah. And I also <laughs> think that I'm a big fan of the stuff that I think is more risky. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of content I always gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of writers on there that maybe are staff writers on shows but have their spec pilots on our site. Right. Because uh, those aren't being taken out as creations on their own right, but I think they're magical right. and I think that they deserve a space. Um, and so I just think put up the stuff that if everyone's told you no, put it up on our site because mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I'm, I love. I'm mm-hmm. down with stuff that people say no to mm-hmm. uh, because obviously I've built a company that a lot of people thought I was crazy when I started it. Um, hey, that's real talk. I was told, like, like yeah. I had one talk when I first started it. This guy was like, you are smoking a crack pipe. And I said, cool. Well, the train's left the station and I'm the conductor. <laughs> and so I'm throwing we, these pipes out the window I go, as I go, bitch. And I go, it is what it is. Yeah. I go, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see if I'm smoking a crack yeah. pipe. And I don't think I am anymore. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like, now I'm like, sit, okay. sit and watch. Right. Um, but I think that's, that's the idea is that right. your work that you're convicted of have that same sort of thing where it's like if 100 people, Stranger Things, great example, mm-hmm. like 15 or 20 networks passed on it before Netflix really? picks it up, right? You know what? Oh, people God. don't, people, they don't know the struggle. They, they just don't think know the overnight the, success. Yeah. Yes. yes. 15, and I think 15, 20 people, people right? passed over that. Mm. And the beauty of the landscape we're in is that we're not a four network, four studio system. Thank you God. have so many outlets. So if you're not finding that's not your vibe, that's not your vibe. Keep going mm-hmm. and keep going until you find someone that resonates with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's like a really important thing because I think, you know, we have this construction in Hollywood that if it's passed on, it's dead. Mm-hmm. And that is and not, not true. Which the is new, why everything new, sits on the shelf. It's the same thing in, in terms of dealing when I deal with the fiction side of my writing. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of times when you get rejections and stuff, the thing that I had to like teach myself and I teach other people now is just because something is rejected doesn't mean it's bad. It might simply mean that, you know what? It hasn't not found the, the right home. home. It has not found the home. True. That's not the place true. for that particular piece. There's true. a home out there somewhere. And you just have to find it. And I'm so glad that this website is able to like. Well, here's the thing. It's like put it up there. And guess what? You have the ability now to get people to show up for your content. So if everyone's telling you it's dead, you can make them see it with new eyes. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the part where it was like, I wanted to be empowered as a producer. Mm -hmm. I think writers should be empowered in their own lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've built a tool for you to do that. And then obviously everyone has to put in their own work. Same thing with like crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, we can support your journey, but we can't make you, you have to put in the energy to build the audience. But I think now you have the tool. You don't have to be in LA. You can be anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a resource. And that's that's really my my hope and my aim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I just want to talk about two things. Number one, um, um speaking to speaking to the young writers who are always worried about, oh, should I put my script yes. on? Someone's the gonna steal my okay. idea. We gotta we gotta talk we gotta talk about that. Come on and have a seat. We got to talk about that. Yeah. The other problem is we need to talk about is is well, I don't call it a problem, but let's just put this shit on the on the, on, on the table. Why are you different than Inktip and the Blacklist? Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you all all the reasons. So first and foremost, when you talk about you know protecting your work, right? So for a hundred years, we've been told that someone's going to steal your work, right? And let's talk about why that is because mm-hmm. everything's secret. And so when you have PDFs being shuffled around the business, they're not traceable, it's not accountable. And so you don't know where it's going. You feel like everyone's stealing your idea. Sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not. Um, and I'm just going to like share something that mm. it's statistically proven that when you know the outcome to something, you are more likely to go see it. So if you build a relationship with your content with an audience base, you're actually upping like the stack of the, mm-hmm. the, the deck of your favor into your favor. So that's a good point. So okay. what we do is we, uh, we actually have more safeguards in place. I would argue than, you know, most other places, mm-hmm. uh, when you upload, there's a public facing upload date. 
the first 10 pages of the script are free, mm-hmm. and then the public pays to read the full script. There's so a that, digital trail, people. Yeah, yeah. So you split that, you know, we split that with the writer, but then you can see who's favored it and who's read it. So as a writer, actually, you know who's read your work. Mm-hmm. And so if someone comes out later, and the goal is that eventually every script is living on this platform, so you, they upload it later. Oh, there's something really similar. Well, now you have that record. And I right. think that's really the point. And then I also think we have to be really honest that let's, if I'm typing in zombie nightmare movie, okay, mm-hmm. whatever, type it in, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's 250 scripts about a zombie nightmare, mm-hmm. right? And so then we also have to realize, too, what is this really about? It's about my voice as a writer and about my execution. Thank God. Um, yes. So I think that's also what people have to realize is that there's thousands of scripts about dating in your 20s. You know, that's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. What makes it funny is the yeah. way that... Someone stole my yes. idea. Yes. Right. Yes. And so there's we live in a space where there's we're pretty much in iterations of ideas. There's mm-hmm. very few things I would argue that anything is wholly original. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all like, you know, we're all at the root of Shakespeare. We're all like expending upon Correct. human storylines. Um, so that's to be thought about. Um, but I, but also you have things in place to make you feel secure in that process and putting it out there. Um, and that was really, really uh, important to me. I built mm-hmm. this really with writers in mind. Um, and to talk about how we're different. Um, mm-hmm. We are free for writers to upload. I think to create equality in the space, you have to create a, a totally equalized space. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important to me. Um, these other things that exist uh, mm-hmm. are pay-to-play systems. Yeah. Right. Um, and they make money on their consulting and right. their, all that other right. stuff. Right, and I think coverage mm-hmm. is important. We don't do coverage. It's mm-hmm. not something that's on the business that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our goal is like, take your completed script, put it up here. It's not for me to tell you if it's done or not. If you were still doing work, that's on you to do. And sure. then we can help yeah. support from there. Which is why the first 10 pages are free. Yeah. They're not going to want to read more than 10 if it ain't good anyway. Look, look <laughs> you got one in five, bitches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> page one, I know you can write. Uh-huh. Page five, I don't know if I stay or not. Exactly. Yeah. Page five, about to be that. Oof. Yeah, yeah, but it's that quick. Oof. It's yes. that quick. It's usually like page one, you're like, great writer, not great writer, right? Right. Uh, but that, so that's a really important differential mm-hmm. but at the same time we're in inclusive space so all these other platforms are, are you know one-sided they're industry-sided right mm-hmm. i i really believe that the future of this business is in merging audiences with great content mm-hmm. uh, it is a business um i think you could have the best screenplay in the entire world it doesn't mean that people are going to go see it sure. and so i really believe that we have to engage the public in a meaningful way. And I think Hollywood agrees too. They obviously rely on best-selling books and right. franchises pretty heavily. So mm-hmm. we need to open the door to screenplays to have that same opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's how we're different. Um, I think that I want to be a space for all content, not specifically one type of content. So mm-hmm. we're film, TV, web, you know, comedy, drama, all everything to like. Yeah. We also put a lot of energy into underrepresented spaces. That's incredibly important to me. Um, so our staff picks usually fall into you know, screenplays or teleplays about women in leadership or people of color. Right. Uh, we have a curated tab coming out that kind of like has a bunch of curators that represent different types of voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are kind of, they're vouching for certain things. Okay. So it's a quality filter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's really, I think that's how we have sort of mm-hmm. differentiated ourselves okay, in good. the landscape. I love that. Isn't that good? I'm going to go home and post us up now. That's yes. Post post it's free. <laughs> Free. It's free. You know? That's the thing. You can sit there for six months and can be found. It can sit there for three years and be so found. It doesn't cost who, you anything. So, so those of our fans are, what, 40,000 plus or more now? Uh, almost 80,000. 80,000 <laughs> folks out there right now, especially <laughs> those of you in the other countries. You hear that, um, You hear that? 
Almost Those of you who are out there outside the U.S., uh, definitely do this. It's a way to get your stuff seen. It's mm-hmm. also a way for you to read other scripts. We talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. You've got to read scripts, people. There mm-hmm. is a free script on our site right now. Cameron Esposito has a new pilot that's mm-hmm. on CISO, which is NBC's comedy platform, and we have the exclusive on her pilot script. Oh, good. Pilot so, script, people. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can read it. Um, that's free. And then when you read it, you'll actually unlock a code to get two months free on CISO to actually watch the pilot in the full season. Okay. So that's, oh, that's a great awesome. exercise for mm-hmm. any young writer to yeah, be like, let me read the, read pilot, the pilot and then watch the and then watch it come to life That's and see true. kind of those those shifts. And so you get to really understand like, how does a network work? How yeah. does a development exec work? So I encourage you to go check that out because that's totally free across the board. You can see what was in the script that made them go, oh, mm-hmm. this is for us. Yeah. yeah. We will invest in that jet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know oh, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. New stuff comes out and like, you know, especially with your mission in terms of mm-hmm. getting access, especially dealing with women, getting ribbing ports and stuff, because you know how I am. Mm-hmm. You know how I am, Hilliard. Okay, Hilliard. you know, I don't write Hilliard. for bitch flicks for nothing. You know, <laughs> critique and looking for films made by women, mm-hmm. talking about stuff that we normally don't get to see about women. And mm-hmm. so I'm always, always excited when other women are like, you know what? I'm going to do something and empower everybody, yeah. but at the same time, looking specifically for those voices to be inclusive mm-hmm. and, and to support That's them. That's how we create equality is when we're inclusive. It's right. not you know creating any sort of other. It's like we're all in an equal playing field, right. and we're all just like, this is the point is this is a true meritocracy. Right. Mm-hmm. This is about anyone having the opportunity, and then you know that's that's the point. Right. That's how parity happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so that's good. Oh, my gosh. So well, good. I apologize. It had to be such a short episode Great. today. But thank you so much for thank coming. You for having me. Tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them about the website. Yeah, Scripted.com. So scriptd.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram on Scripted Inc. Um, and Facebook scripted. And then I, if you want my personal tag, it's Denise Love Hewitt across the board. Uh, like she cute or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that, that's it. Okay, cool. Where you at, Lisa Lisa well, Cole you Jam? know me. All the time. This is every, the Twitter. Every Saturday. Right I'm, a, I'm sorry, Fix. You, people, y'all know I'm a Twitter fiend. <laughs> I am trying. I am trying. I'm going to rehab. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. You're telling them no, though, I'm right? Tr- no, I'm, I'm turning off my phone at least six hours every day. <laughs> really? Yes. Good. I haven't, like, wow. in the last two days. On, I know. I she know. got a headache. <laughs> That's only because I got some writing deadlines. So that's <laughs> but Twitter is a great medium for writers. It really, it really, it really is. is. But you can find me on Twitter, especially under the, the hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Of uh, the Geek Soul Brother. A lot of times you find me with um, uh, black nerds, mm-hmm. black, black girl, girl nerds. nerds, when they do like the 80s live tweet or the 90s live tweet. Uh, a lot of times you'll catch me on Friday Night Horror Nerds of Prey. And nerds of Prey. All of them, hey, Nerds of Prey, how y'all doing? But, you know, all of, my, all of my geeky geek friends. Thing Twitter, I haven't discovered yet. Thousands. We, of just, we were just live tweeting. Last Saturday, we live tweeted um, Stranger Things. Awesome. And it was the most fun. Mm-hmm. And what I think is important with the Twitter, and especially with your product, mm-hmm. is people are talking about it, and people are, and executives are looking, and they're realizing, well, holy shit, people are watching this stuff, yeah. and we have some opinions. And you can also find my work on Bitchflix, which is the feminist website. <laughs> Uh, does critiques of film reviews. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, my Twitter handle is what fresh hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> she has to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. hey, and shout out to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. For, yes. Uh, no. Uh, hey, 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 J-Lo. 
Just so you know, Benny Medina and all y'all, look, yes. I wrote a script about Griselda Blanco about nine years ago. We're shopping it around for years, years. trying to get it going. It's nobody nobody wanted to do that because everybody- You posted anyway. Look, look, Shit. everybody was talking about doing stuff, and I said, she is the original female Scarface. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is the character y'all need to make a movie about, and pitched it, and was going to producers, and they were just like, oh, we don't know. Yeah, bitches, bitches, I was going before mm-hmm. she got shot up. <laughs> Before the heifer got shot yes. up, I had my pa- I was going down to go find her because uh-huh. the bitch had just got out. <laughs> I had interviewed the DEA agent who had, had I got stories, y'all, how he, when he picked her up and arrested her when she was sitting in her bedroom reading the Bible. The bitch was reading the Bible, y'all. <laughs> wow. Okay, got bodies everywhere, but was reading the Bible in her house. <laughs> so uh, anybody want to shout out to J Lo or Benny Bida? Come hit me up for my Blanco script. Exactly. But I'm excited. Go. I'm excited because it's been a long time coming, and it's a story that I think should have been told a long time ago. Yes. I'm so glad that people have finally caught up to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she always ahead of the game, future, right? Okay. She's just I'm like, look, look, look. I got the one sheet already made up. <laughs> Come holla at a girl. Exactly. I will help you out and give you some connects. All right. I had so much research. I thought, you know what? I can sell some kilos and yeah. make some money. That's how deep my research was. So come holla at a bitch. <laughs> Come holla. That's what's up. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, if you guys have any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Uh, I was about to say on Twitter. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going on Twitter right now so I can get follow scripted. So. That's what's yeah. up. That was up. And a uh, big shout out to all the countries out there. You guys know who you are. Um, boy, you know what's growing is Brazil. Oh, Brazil's that's amazing. Big. Huge, yeah. huge Brazil, screenwriting. France, down Japan, there. Yes. China. Awesome. Um, Germany, I'm always surprised, is really big. South Africa, Australia. Canada is always number two. They're always like right behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all know what's up. Join in with me for 2016. Yes. All right, here we so go. So you guys know how we do it on The Rant Room. On this show, we keep it real. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. Right. We keep it what, everybody? 2016. 2016. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Yeah. In the Rant Room. We say what we say. We do what we feel. We got to keep it real. In the Rant Room. All about the crap of Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From a itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million of the writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want In, in the, the red room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red room All about the crap of So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.